Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. On today's episode, we're joined by Anne-Marie Morris, president of AM Morris Consulting. Anne-Marie is a talent management and learning and development expert with over 25 years of experience in designing and delivering impactful employee engagement initiatives. Her career journey has included leadership roles at premier Fortune 100 companies such as Interpublic Group, Credit Suisse, Fidesa, and Saks Off-Fifth. And Anne-Marie launched AM Morris Consulting in 2023 as she now uses her global experience to provide HR consulting services to a diverse range of clients with a focus on talent management, leadership, teamwork, and learning and development. In addition to her role as president of AM Morris Consulting, Anne-Marie is a board member for the New York City chapter of Disrupt HR, where she serves as a coach and MC for the New York City-based events. And she is also a faculty member with the Human Capital Institute, where she leads a series of professional development workshops, all with the goal of helping HR professionals meet the changing demands of work and employee engagement. Now, Anne-Marie first joined the HR Works podcast back in late 2023, as she was our featured guest on episode 269, What's your ROI on employee self-service tools? And we shared a great discussion around the opportunities and upsides that exist for HR teams who are integrating new technology and self-service platforms into their HR tech stack. Today, we're fortunate to have Anne-Marie back as part of HR Daily Advisors HR Upskilling and Employee Learning Week. We were able to catch up with Anne-Marie a few days ahead of her being featured as a panelist for HR Daily Advisors live panel discussion, which will kick off HR Upskilling and Employee Learning Week. And by the time this episode drops, that session will be available for on-demand viewing on hrdailyadvisor.com, so I highly encourage checking that out after this episode. But in keeping with the theme of employee development, I wanted to pick up my conversation with Anne-Marie and take a closer look at an approach that is widely thrown around as a go-to option for supporting employee learning and career growth initiatives. Those are mentorship programs. While widely adopted, are they the best option for HR teams? Anne-Marie is going to help us take a closer look, so let's check out our conversation. Anne-Marie, welcome to the HR Works Podcast. Thanks for coming back on as a repeat guest. Josh, thank you so much. It's great to be back. Well, it is great having you back. Again, we had our first conversation back in late 2023, and so much has changed. We've entered into a new year. Since we last spoke, what have you and your team at AM Morris Consulting been focused on? What's kicked off your new year for you? Well, a couple of things, actually three. One is ongoing learning and development, which always comes back to presentation skills and leadership development and coaching and working toward getting people in front of sales meetings and doing sales meetings. Another thing that is also top of mind and part of the work that I'm doing is helping my clients thinking more creatively and focused on design thinking. And then the last one is my ongoing work with Disrupt HR NYC, which gives me an opportunity to be in front of a lot of HR folks, but to coach the speakers and ask them to rethink some of the traditional things that we do in HR and reimagine them differently. So that's been really exciting and very gratifying. That absolutely is exciting. And and again, sticking to your rule of three that we touched on in our last conversation back at the end of 2023, glad to see you're coming into the new year with three strong initiatives as well to get behind. Thanks for sharing that, Anne-Marie. Now, from those new goals, are there any new areas of focus in 2024, ones that maybe you hadn't thought about or weren't focused on in previous years, but with a productive 2023, have taken into the new year and are looking at it differently? 
Yeah. As I've been working with different groups, I'm finding that everybody, no matter what their role is, need to be better salespeople, really needing to understand how to promote their ideas and get them in front of senior leaders so that the senior leaders buy into them. Uh, The second, of course, is something that most people don't think about, which is that we're still segmenting the world by generations. And by that, I mean that we still say millennials want this and Gen Z wants that. And I would say that's a bit short-sighted. And instead, I would say that I want what all those folks want. And I'm not a millennial and I'm not a Gen Z, but we all want organizations that do good work. We want them to be flexible and we want them to think about us as real people with bodies, minds, and souls. And the third thing and that I just learned recently is that abracadabra from the Hebrew means I create as I stand, which is to say a lot of people make it up as they go along. And I've been encouraging all of the people I work with not to make it up as they go along. I love that. When you prepare ahead of time, can you really be prepared when you go into your conversation, your decision making? That's going to make all the difference. Those are some great ones. And again, you gave us a good rule of three there and tackling the three. It's on brand. So well done there, Anne-Marie. As I mentioned at the introduction, you're actually joining us as part of HR Daily Advisors HR Upskilling and Employee Learning Week. And by the time we air this episode, you'll have already been a member of our Monday panel to get our week kicked off there. Really exciting. And again, one that we've got jam-packed with great content and programming built around such an important initiative in the HR community, and that is learning and development. So with that in mind, why is professional development and career coaching as valuable for employers as it is for employees? So often we talk about the employee value to learning and development, but what are employers gaining out of really investing in L&D? Oh, gosh, I'm so glad you asked that question. We know all the great benefits that employees get and also managers get. But for the company, people are learning new skills, and that's going to make them more loyal to the organization. Every organization struggles with retention these days. So by focusing on learning and development, we're creating a loyal group of colleagues, and so they're they're more likely to stay with us. And secondly, we're also looking at organizations that are truly creating a learning culture, and that is noticed by people who want to join their organizations and for the world outside. And third... By focusing on those things, our leaders can really do what we're asking them to do, to lead and manage and pull our organizations into the future and to be more successful and profitable. Yeah, there's clear advantages to the employers, to organizations, to really invest in developing and coaching their employees through their career growth and really helping them move along in advance both within their organization and as professionals, as leaders within the working world. So that's great. Again, clear advantages for employers to invest there. Now, one of the go-to options that teams often look at for learning and development opportunities and career development are mentorship programs. And that's one I wanted to talk to you about today, Anne-Marie. Do mentorship programs truly work? Oftentimes, they're looked at as the go-to option, maybe even an easy button when you're looking for those opportunities to advance and provide career coaching opportunities for an employee group. So let's start with the what. What are HR teams looking to achieve when they build mentorship programs and offer career coaching resources to their employees? What's the goal there? When I talk to HR leaders and when I've been in HR departments, we're really looking at mentorship programs to give us a way to build skills in a way that will help us to create succession plans. We also are looking for ways to engage our employees beyond just being in a classroom, so getting out of that in the classroom box. 
And the third is to get leaders involved in the learning at the same time. It's often hard for us to get leaders to take a management class or a leadership course. This gives them real life work and real life training so that they're doing it in the moment and learning the lessons as they're working with the people that they're mentoring. So it can be a win all around. It makes sense. Clearly, there are benefits that can come by building a mentorship program, by building the right mentorship program. Now, that gets me to my next question. Walk us through what a model looks like for an employer-led mentorship program. When HR teams come out and say, hey, we want to launch a mentorship program within the workforce, what does that typically look like? Josh, you're not going to like this. I don't have three bullets. I have, in fact, nine. I know. I know. I have nine. So stay with me. Here it is. First, you have to start with the basics. Define the goals and objectives. That is so critical. I launched a poll recently on LinkedIn, and everybody who answered it, for the most part, said, or the majority of people said, define the goals and objectives. The next is to get leadership support, which can also be a heavy lift. Then the next part is really to determine how long the program should be, what you should cover, the structure, the timelines, and the length. Then you have to identify the people on both sides of the equation, who are the people who will be the mentors and then the mentees. And then you have to match them, get them together, explain the rules. Number five is huge. It is the training piece. And by training, I mean that you have to get out there and talk about effective mentoring practices, how to communicate effectively, how to set goals, and how to give and receive feedback. And for the mentors in particular, it is a lot of work around how to advise and mentor and coach. So that's a heavy lift. Number six is to launch the program. And I always tell people, you know, PR the heck out of those launches that you do and make sure that a lot of people know about it so you create buzz and excitement. Seven, though, is the ongoing support and the feeding of the program, which can really be challenging. So you have to continually grow that. Uh, And I always suggest that people use as much AI as they can. Eight is evaluate and reassess and figure out what you can do next. And again, AI can be your friend with this. And finally, when you looking back at the program, PR the heck out of the successes that you get. So it's it's a lengthy process. It is not for the faint of heart, and it does take commitment, time, and effort. It certainly does. Thank you for sharing those, Anne-Marie. Now, where do traditional employer-backed mentorship programs typically fall apart or, or come up short of their goals and not deliver on that ROI that so many HR teams and organizations are hoping for and investing in? It's a couple of things. It's that initial goal setting. It's really understanding why you're doing that program, which is why it behooves us as HR leaders to really ask those questions. What do we want to get out of this? What are the objectives? Sometimes the answer is not a mentoring program. The other part is matching. So are we selecting the right people? Are we always going to the same people? Are we looking at different people? And equally, are we making sure that this is seen as a different initiative? so that it's not the same old, same old, or the flavor of the month, which sometimes gets in our way. And finally, I would say it's just making sure that the program continues at a natural cadence without HR having to become the nanny and watching over how the program is running. Yeah, it sounds like there can certainly be some added burden that's created unintentionally, if not managed correctly, right? Not putting the right care into your mentorship programs. Let me ask, are we putting unrealistic expectations on mentorship programs with that current model, looking at them almost as a magic bullet and easy solution to solving demand for career development and 
employee engagement opportunities? I would say so. They are definitely not an easy button approach or solution. They really take time and effort and they really will allow us to see some great gains. But oftentimes it's a senior leader who decides, oh, we should do a mentoring program. And then conversely, I've had leaders who say to me, oh, it runs itself. And in reality, no, it doesn't run itself. There are people making it happen. So there's a lot of time, effort, money, and energy that needs to be put into having a really successful mentoring program. Yeah, that's really great insight and great advice for anyone out there listening of just some of those clear pitfalls that we can run into and some of those unrealistic expectations that we may set as we're venturing out and looking at mentorship programs as an opportunity. Now, that's not to say that mentorship is a bad investment. I think we're really more looking at the approach to mentorship programs. So what are some alternative approaches and maybe more effective options that HR teams can explore and implement to support professional development within their workforce and really provide that career coaching opportunity that so many employees are looking for? So interestingly, a few weeks ago, I was talking to one of my HR colleagues who lives in Kampala in Uganda, and she told me she's part of a networking group that doesn't do one-to-one mentoring, and instead, they have a cadre of different people, all mentoring a number of different individuals. It's called Girls for Girls. It doesn't exist in the States, but it sounds like it's a really good opportunity. I'm also a mentor with Streetwise Partners, which also does similar work in that they partner us one-to-one with somebody, but they also do a lot of group mentoring. And I feel like that is a good solution. And then a few pieces of advice for those who are looking at running mentoring programs. One is make sure you get some great AI tools. There are a lot of them out there. I also suggest that you encourage people to apply to be mentors, and that way they really have a commitment to being part of the program and encourage leaders also to volunteer and to almost apply to be mentors. So really, the last piece of advice I have is to ensure that it's a corporate initiative and that HR doesn't own it completely. Otherwise, it really falls on our shoulders and it's not seen as a corporate initiative. Yeah, that's really well said. I think what you said in there, Anne-Marie, that I found really interesting was the engagement piece of it and having an investment and having people want to and feel that sense of purpose to really make the engagement carry through, but then make the program itself as effective as it could be. When I've looked at mentorship programs and seen some insight in challenging mentorship programs, that's the most common piece that I've seen come up. It's the a bit of the imposter syndrome, a bit of the what can I offer question being asked. And I think when you can address that and really get team members both on the learning side and on the the coaching side invested and involved who want to be there, that's only going to make for a more successful program. I agree. Absolutely. It has to really be a collaborative effort, doesn't it? Absolutely. And maybe when you're clear about the value and what you're aiming to achieve from the start, and again, as we were looking at different ways to make these more effective, that's certainly a priority to be clear, have a clear initiative of what you're aiming to achieve, and then everyone feels invested and on the same page. Exactly. I agree. Fantastic. Well, look, as we always aim to achieve with HR Works episodes in all of our conversations, it's given some takeaways to our audience. And so if you don't mind, Anne-Marie, as we're looking at mentorship programs, where they fall short, where they can improve, where the opportunities are, I'd love to provide some takeaways for our audience around what they could be doing differently. So if you could recommend one thing HR teams should start doing immediately to make a positive impact on their employee development and upskilling efforts, 
what would it be? It would have to be that we as HR folks need to change our mindset and rethink about ourselves and rethink about our employees. So many of my colleagues feel like they have to be managing people's careers and we need to get out of that mindset. I'm reminded of a quote that I learned early on in my career from my best mentor, who was my boss. And he said, no one can manage your career better than you can. And we need to take that stance and start to give the ownership of that career management back to the people who are owning their own careers. Yeah, take ownership. That's a good goal to put into place for 2024, to look at taking ownership and management of your own career. You are going to know best what you want out of what you're putting in, out of your upskilling efforts, out of your development efforts, and where you want to go. So take that ownership. That's not to discourage mentoring and coaching, but there's got to be investment from number one first before anything else follows. So I think that's some great advice there for our audience. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Thank you. Yes, I agree completely. Sure. Now, again, we're here with Anne-Marie Morris, president of AM Morris Consulting. Now, Anne-Marie, this is your second episode actually with us. So again, I would encourage anyone out there who wants to hear more of your backstory and more of just some great insight that you had to offer as we had a discussion around ROI on employee self-service tools to go check out that episode 269 in the HR Works archive. But for anyone who may be meeting you for the first time, would you mind sharing just a bit more about AM Morris Consulting? Where can we send them to learn more? And do you have anything you're excited about coming up in the future that you want to share with our audience? Sure, yeah. Uh, AM Morris Consulting has three core businesses. Our first is the world of training and development. The second is around anything related to talent management, which might be succession planning, what to do about buddy programs or mentoring programs, or even any work around performance management. And the third bucket or the third part of my business is focused on leadership development. And what I'm really excited about in the coming year is to continually work with my clients to get them thinking beyond the world of magical incantations, of abracadabra, of making it up as they go along, and instead focusing in on what's most relevant, what is the data telling us, and how can we ensure that we're on the right path to success. That's fantastic. So again, I'd encourage anyone out there to check out AM Morris Consulting. We'll provide the link to AM Morris Consulting through our website on our site post. So we'll make that nice and easy for everyone out there. But Anne-Marie, thanks for sharing that. Now, one last question before we wrap up here. And again, traditionally, we wrap up asking about motivation. So I would encourage anyone looking for that answer to check out your first episode. But for your second episode here, and we're having this conversation in early 2024, it's a great time to be talking about goals especially as, again, we're tying into HR Daily Advisors, HR Upskilling, and Employee Learning Week. What's one professional growth goal that you're setting for yourself in 2024? Josh, I am using you, and here's why. My goal is to do a TED Talk somewhere eventually this year. I love it. And so I'm using this podcast as a way to introduce other people to some of my thought leadership and give me a platform where I can eventually do a TED Talk. That's the dream. That's a great goal. I love it. And we'll be rooting for you. Absolutely. So again, Anne-Marie Morris, president of AM Morris Consulting. Thank you so much for joining the HR Works podcast. It was great working with you again, having you back on as a repeat guest. And again, we're excited to have you be joining us as a panelist for that Monday panel to kick off HR Upskilling and Employee Learning Week on HR Daily Advisors. So for anyone who wants to tune into that panel, this episode will be dropping after that panel has gone live, but it will be available on demand. So I'd encourage you to go to hrdailyadvisor.com to learn more and watch that on demand, but certainly going to be a good one. But again, Anne-Marie Morris, thank you so much for joining the HR Works podcast. It's always a pleasure. 
and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Josh. You make it fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the HR Works Podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.